Hello and welcome back to my podcast, Why Me? I'm your host, Jake. In this episode, I sat down with my friend Jess to talk about the time she took off of university and her struggle with a chronic illness. Listen to this episode if you want to learn about tips for healthy eating and the impact that it can have on your mental health. Enjoy. Welcome back to my podcast called Why Me. I'm here with my friend uh, Jess, and we're going to have just a little chat today about, I don't know, see where the conversation takes <laughs> us. So, yeah, we're just going to talk about life and, mm-hmm. and struggles and hard times, and Jess is a little bit to share, and so we're just kind of going to go from there. So first, why don't you just tell us a little bit about... The hard times. Yeah, a hard time in your life. It can be anything. You don't have to share if you don't want to. Um, so let's just start with that. Yeah, grade 11, I uh, diagnosed with dairy allergy. So it took me about a year to cut that out. And then um, I went to university, all that stuff. I had it pretty um, managed because, I don't know, it was pretty easy to eat at university with dairy allergy. And then... In terms of... And, and I know you'll talk about it later, but in terms of high school, I mean, obviously you're a really high achieving yeah. person. Did you, did you put a lot of pressure on yourself? Did you find that other people put pressure on you? Was it your own pressure? I mean, can you talk a little bit about that? Oh, yeah. Uh, yes, I've always put an insane amount of pressure on myself. I don't finish something or submit something until I feel like I deserve 100% on it. So. And where do you think that comes from? Oh, my parents, 100%. Like, they are very much... We are all type A people. We love... Mm. We need to get everything done perfectly. If you see the state of my house, it's, like, perfectly clean. Uh, We're all crazy workers. Also, my parents sort of ingrained this um, idea in my mind that they didn't care how well I did on things as long as I tried my hardest on them. So I almost had this... uh, Yeah, great, but also I had this kind of like, feeling of guilt constantly if I didn't try my hardest on something, right. then I wasn't doing anything to my fullest potential. So right. I guess that's kind of stuck with me still to today. I do everything to the best ability. I, that's, that's a good thing, right? Yeah, but, like, I, I but can't... But being a perfectionist, yeah. I've realized, I'm hopefully going to do a topic on that as well, is, is not... not helpful. No, and it also, so, it yeah, it doesn't even go into your... It's not even just school. It's every, all the aspects mm-hmm. of your life. Um, okay, so then uh, first year, whatever, I did really well because I really prioritized school. Like I was, yeah, spent a lot of time getting good grades, and I don't mm-hmm. know. I mean, I don't have any regrets for that, but I still had a really good first year and made a bunch of friends and stuff like that. But um, then I come home from first year. <laughs> <laughs> You're my only friend. I know, that was funny. I just thought it was funny. Um, Do you pay your friends? Too? Yeah. Well, no, they they just come joke. to yeah. Nada. Yeah. I love Nada. She always makes that joke. Um, so then come home from first year, and then I started getting... So, but I remember in first year that residents... There, you, you, there was an issue where you didn't... Oh, work, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was... No, no. I uh, loved first year, but hated where I, like, living there. I was... Very homesick. Um, but and how was your transition to university? Would you say? honestly fine? Like I found that 
high school was really challenging school-wise, so I didn't find that the education side was really difficult. Being away from home and... Um, yeah, I guess, like, I love my family. I've always been really close to my parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, socially, I had a really good experience at school. Yeah. Like, I was luckily able to really branch away from kind of my high school group because a lot of my high school goes to uh, Queens, right. but... Um, I was able to kind of make a bunch of friends who I would have never known. Yeah, it helped so much, and it was amazing. But, yeah, I was super homesick during that year. I mean, a lot of people get homesick, especially in the winter when the weather was just horrible. I wanted All I wanted was to just not be stuck in a basement Mm -hmm. residence room. But it's funny, too, looking back at it, because I think you kind of look back and say, oh, it wasn't a big deal. Yeah. But in the moment, it feels... Oh, such a big deal. Like, I think I cried every single day in first year. But it's... But you, but you just said the transition was... No, good, that's so what I mean, so is I cried that. I cried every day, but I look every back, day. and I loved first year. Every single day. Why? You just... Because of... Little things would just make me cry. Really? And, like, I don't know, I just coped with it by crying. And, and so in the in the moment, what what did you do? What How did you deal with with whatever was going on uh facetime my dad that was probably literally the biggest thing was facetiming my dad it's Mm. funny because i went through high school mostly close with my mom and telling my mom everything and then for some reason i don't know if it it was because it wasn't like face-to-face interaction or Mm -hmm. something but i just felt like I could, and my dad worked from home so he was i was able to kind of reach him at any time of the day Mm -hmm. but just like Going on the phone with him, I felt like there was no boundaries. Like, I could tell him anything, and I we keep that uh, up till today. But, yeah, that was definitely probably my biggest coping mechanism. I mean, also, everyone in university is just open to talk. I've I noticed that, like, everyone has their own struggles, and everyone likes to talk about it. There's, I guess, when you first get to know someone, there's a little bit of a shielding effect that everyone mm-hmm. has, but... I mean, the people I was living with, you see them every day, you live with them, you hear them snore at night, you take showers beside them. Like, everyone just felt comfortable kind of talking with each other about difficulties, which I thought was really... So that helped, too. Yeah, definitely. And then those people are my best friends to today because you just, like, you gain such a... And was there ever a time where you, you know felt you wanted to go home or you didn't want to continue university oh yeah I almost it's so weird like looking back at it because honestly like the big picture of school I've I've really enjoyed but it's just looking yeah, at the like I honestly totally. same with me after first semester I honestly almost didn't come back just because I was so it's weird though because I really enjoyed the classes I was taking I really enjoyed mm. the people I just hated I don't know I just hated I think it was just resonance but then I also loved the people I was living with, but it was right. just the fact that I was living in this little small Stingy, room dark. on the main floor that was yeah. like freezing cold all the time and like yeah. in the little tiny bed. And I don't know, it just didn't really feel like home, it didn't I feel guess. Like home. I yeah. I totally get that too. And I never felt like I was at home in first yeah. year until second year when you finally. When you have a home, yeah. Exactly. And, totally I, get that. and I almost felt like it was weird. I, maybe even part of the reason why I was so into school and spending so much time on it is mm-hmm. it was a way to fill up the day. Like oh, I know. the thing is totally. when you're yeah. when you're home in Toronto in your actual house, like you 
do things with your family or you go you go mm. grocery shopping or like little tiny things like that or watch your siblings play and sports you feel so like right? exactly you like anything I mean? even just sitting on the couch whereas all I had to myself was my little tiny single bed and like I'm not the type of person that can lie in a bed all day I have to go yeah. up and do things but when I was doing things, I felt like I was a guest everywhere that I was, and I couldn't really like fully be bored, myself and you relax. Study or exercise. Exactly, you know, literally, just, yeah. So it's such I a totally weird experience. That. Yeah, and, and then did, also. Did you find that? I mean, one thing that I know that I that was hard for me is that everyone, when you go to university, everyone says it's gonna be the most fun ever. Yeah. You're gonna enjoy yourself and blah blah blah. But and no one really talks about the hard times. Did you find that? there was kind of this pressure to have fun all the time. Oh, yeah, I think so, definitely. I mean, I definitely learned some things about myself, like my uh, alcohol limit and stuff right. like that that you kind of learn at university. And there is a pressure to go out all the time. There's definitely guilt when you want to stay in and other people want to mm-hmm. But, you, but you know, despite everything you, you went through, it, it was an overall positive experience. Yeah. yeah, no, I think so. I don't... It's weird to... It is weird. Reflect back and think about all the bad times, but I still love it. I love my school, and I don't know. I, I still loved first year because within all of those hard times, there was so many good times, and there's a reason why we yeah. both still go to Queens, you know? Yeah. So. Okay, so then take yeah. me through to the... Okay, so summer after first year, I was really happy to be home. Um, also, just I'm a much happier person in warmer weather, that's for sure, like Canadian winters definitely take it out of me well it's interesting though because there is a there is a linkage between you know your mood and the weather your mood and the sun actually yeah because the sun is you know sun absorption vitamin d that actually triggers and so i think there is a there is a study that shows that in really darker areas depression is just more prevalent yeah which which, you know it's pretty yeah so so it's, it's not you know in your head yeah so i came home And then I started getting, kind of on like the physical health side, started getting all these really, really horrible stomach aches, and I didn't know what was going on. And every time I ate something, like I couldn't even explain the pain in my stomach. So I obviously did the traditional thing. You go to the doctor, you get all every test possible done. Mm -hmm. Um, And it basically came back that I was celiac, which is allergic to gluten, Mm -hmm. um, which was a big shift because I used to eat a lot of gluten Mm -hmm. um big shift in what I how I used to eat I mean in first year I was on a university style way of eating which is a lot of like sandwiches and toast and stuff like that and and cereal and exactly yeah so came back that was a really weird shift also because I I mean who knows what gluten actually is like very few people no it's much more than that jake trust me no it is it's wheat barley rye spelt okay you know what it's fine yeah maybe you want to fix that (laughs) um so i guess i know i i like chatting i mean we literally chat all the time so now i know but this environment is just i don't know it just lends to a different type of conversation yeah um Okay, so then I guess skip through the summer. I basically just, like, worked on figuring out how to be healthy, get rid of stomach aches, whatever. Um, go back into second year. Mm-hmm. And uh, were you feeling 
strong when you went back into second Yeah, I was something. feeling really good going back into second year. Like, first year definitely took it out of me. Because the issue was celiac, and you felt like you had it, it managed. I had it managed to a degree, right? I knew how yeah. to... I didn't really know how to cook for myself, but it's my dad grilled up a bunch of chicken and like froze it for me so that I could just defrost Mm -hmm. chicken and like I knew how to cook vegetables and I knew how to cook greens so I thought I would be fine um going to frost week you know typical frost week like drinking every day drinking every night um uh for the first two days I did and then I was basically done um I I, I don't know I I, uh it just got really boring it does you get know? really boring. Yeah, and I mean... When I'm idle, I, I feel I feel shitty. Yeah. Bad. Oops. Yeah, can't swear. Um, and then, yeah, I got about three days in. Oh, also, I during that, during the summer, I started meeting with a um, nutritionist, but like a doctor nutritionist. Not so Hillary, yeah. Not Hillary, no. Hillary's so, yeah. <laughs> so, um, I met with her, and I mean, I it wasn't like I particularly loved her or anything but yeah basically she would just i don't know help me with foods to eat and stuff like that but it's also someone who's giving you guidance exactly yeah so i remember i was getting all these stomach aches so i had a skype call with her and she was telling me all these different things like oh low fodmap blah 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 like eat don't eat chickpeas don't eat whatever so I was just like very confused about the situation and overwhelmed yeah Yeah. and I also started getting really tired all the time um what oh the gurgly stomach you know all these all these symptoms and then um it was a nice afternoon at a Starbucks and I was sitting down with Jake when um, he was telling me that he was going to be taking the semester off. And we started talking about me, and I was explaining my situation to him, and he was like, oh, guess what? I think you have the stomach yeah. disease that I had last year. And then uh, I met with Jake's naturopath, who is my favorite person in the entire world. Uh, no, I don't think so. Yeah. She has my number. We text. Yeah, I wish I could text her. Um, and yeah, I basically found out I had SIBO, which is small intestine bacterial overgrowth, and I mean a a bunch of other things, but I you know some para- how, how parasites, was, all that kind how, of stuff. How are you dealing with all this stuff? Oh, I was. I mean, why me? You know, I was literally sitting yeah. there thinking like, why that like, I'm good. I like that connection. I know. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I I'm not a bad person I'm I don't know why what did I'm, I do wrong exactly do I've I've thing? exercised my whole life I eat pretty healthily like all this stuff I was like why am I and getting all these friends and you eat healthier than that I know exactly mm-hmm. I'm definitely one of the healthier eaters out of everyone and I was getting all these horrible health comp- I mean I don't smoke I don't drink excessively mm-hmm. like nothing I was doing nothing and I was just wondering why this is all happening to me also you look at my family no one else in my family is allergic to anything, but I was getting all these allergies, all these um, food restrictions and stuff like that. And so when when you say, why me, what was going through your head? Take me through the steps. Was it, you know, why is this happening to me? What did I do deserve this? Am I a bad person? That kind of thing? Yeah, sort of. I mean, at first I was just really confused about the situation because... You didn't know what was going on? Yeah, I mean, the one issue right now with the kind of non practical side of medicine Mm -hmm. is that there's no one set answer which isn't necessarily a bad thing but you google one thing or you talk to another person and it's there's completely different 
solutions to your problem. So I really had, I mean, there was, I was just getting, I was talking to so many different people Mm -hmm. and everyone was telling me something different and I had no idea what I was supposed to do to make myself better. Mm -hmm. I was trying things, they weren't working. Like Mm -hmm. I was just getting worse and worse. I, so I tried taking a reduced course load. I couldn't handle that. I actually think that that didn't do anything to help me because I, same as you, like thrive under being a busy person. Mm -hmm. So I had too much time on my hands and I was just not feeling myself. I remember not being able to get up in the morning, like not having the energy to do anything. I didn't know what was making me feel so awful. Uh, so I guess and the, you were thinking during that time too, why exactly? Why I, I, I literally remember sitting at Queens on my bed, like crying to my dad at 8.25 in the morning when I had an 8.30 class and I was just like I literally can't stand up right now and I don't know what's wrong with me and I can't I can't think and I can't sleep and I can't like move and I don't know what's wrong because I literally am have always been such an active and energetic mm-hmm. person and I just I don't know what's going on right now that and really scary. Yeah, I mean it is scary, right? Like mm. you do so many tests and nothing's coming back, and, and so how did you how did you deal with that? What uh, did you do? Well, I took a big old step back and I took a semester off of school mm-hmm. as well, um, and I just took some time. I mean, it took me a long time to decide to do that. It was I'd already taken two full weeks off of school, um, and also made the decision to do to or cor- uh, reduce course load, and I think it was. It was around Halloween that I decided to not be at school anymore because just like kind of in high school, school's always been a priority for me and I was I was not prioritizing my health and I wasn't prioritizing my school. I was just mm-hmm. kind of doing a shit, sorry, a bad job at both. Um, so I just decided to, I mean, it was a really, really, really hard decision. Not even just for myself, but I was so concerned about what other people would think. And I remember just sitting at home planning out the text message I was I remember, sending I remember, to everyone yeah, yeah. and like I was just so nervous about it and I don't know why I wasn't like I got any horrible responses but and how how were people when you told them I mean most were amazing you you kind of in situations like this you really s- see the true side of people mm-hmm. um most were amazing and supportive I mean I don't really understand why anyone would never be amazing and supportive. But when supportive. you're in that moment, you think people aren't going to be. Right? Exactly. And, and I was so nervous, just like what people would think, everything. Because the thing is, it wasn't like I was I was diagnosed with a terminal illness, you know? Like, it was a bunch of little small things that to end, like, to someone could just think I was being a, I was being a baby, you know? Like, I wasn't. Yeah. yeah, because no one really knows. Well, obviously, no one knows what SIBO is. No one knows what this is, what that is. And or no one knows what it's like to be put on a crazy restrictive diet. Like, so to the eyes of other people, I was just, I was afraid to seem weak and unable to do it because I don't know. I just, I never wanted to have to do that, but I was just so, I was so unhappy at school because I was, I was just unable to do any of the things I loved. I couldn't exercise anymore. I was sleeping all day. I couldn't do school. Mm -hmm. I couldn't be social. And because I was trying to like, trying to do school, trying to be social, my health was just getting worse and worse and worse and worse. So yeah, I decided to come home. I kind of really removed myself. 
which I'm, I'm glad I, I needed to, and I just let myself rest. I wasn't taking any school courses or anything like that, so I just let myself have the rest I needed, and I mean, the kind of protocol to get better was pretty exhausting. I remember some days I got too tired to walk up the stairs. Like, it was not like I was well enough to be up and at him doing And, and was, was the wine me thing always just in the back of your head? Yeah, sort of. But then I, I don't know, what I did take some positive from it, definitely, which I... But not in the moment. You, no, you know, no, yeah. no, no, no. I was so, I mean... I definitely went through waves of positive Absolutely. and negative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the the beginning was obviously very negative. Um, especially social media played a pretty awful role in it. You have to sit there and watch, watch everyone's Snapchat stories yeah. of going out on a Friday night while you're sitting at home mm-hmm. in your pajamas. Um, but I mean, so I definitely kind of wallowed in my own pity for a little while. But then I decided to kind of actually do something with my time and so what changed how did you did you just wake up one day and decide that I mean is it something you read what I think if you remember I mean I think what changed for me is I finally went from asking so many questions to kind of having the answers because I had gone through not knowing what was going on to knowing what was going on and then I had the time to sort of research and learn about it and then I kind of put myself in a position to help other people. I didn't want to... I mean, I had spent so much time asking and trying to figure out what was going on, and now I was in a place where people could ask me questions. Mm -hmm. Um, So that kind of is what shifted for me, is I realized I now had this, like, crazy knowledge set in this whole area of the world that Mm -hmm. a lot of people are actually in but don't know that they're in yet. It's Mm -hmm. it's unbelievable how many people have stomach issues. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, nowadays, so yeah, I kind of switched over to that. I mean, I don't know exactly the time. Maybe someone asked me a question and I answered it, like as small as that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I, with that, I started a food Instagram and a food blog, and it was honestly the, like, some of the experiences with it were so cool. Like, people would be messaging me from around the world asking me for help Mm. or recipe ideas or things like that. Um, and that just kind of kept growing on itself. And I mean, I had such so much support from my friends too, who were followers on those mm-hmm. platforms, just like, I don't know, encouraging me and making me feel really good for everything I was doing. Like I would post a picture of a lunch that I made and right. I would just feel yeah, like so great because right, right. everyone would tell me they were at school eating gross food and I was at home like right. creating all these really yummy things out of the very few ingredients that I could eat. So, um, so it's turning it into a, into a positive. Yeah. Yeah. So it was really positive for a while and I had been planning on going back to school in the, um, in the winter term, whatever, Mm -hmm. in January. Um, and yeah, at that point it was all very just uphill. I mean, I hit my, I thought I hit my rock bottom and then I was just slowly, progressing with things I would get through this round of antibiotics and that round of antibiotics I would introduce this food introduce this food like finish this prescription finish this prescription mm-hmm. and I just thought wow I'm done and one thing is that I really set a timeline for myself I said well I mean my birthday's in December I wanted to be well enough to do to go out on my birthday mm-hmm. and then I wanted to be well enough to go back to school basically 
and I was really, really pushing it. And I think even though I wasn't progressing that fast, I just assumed I would wake up on those days and feel amazing. So I kind of was working towards that and that was keeping me really positive. And also during kind of that time, exams were finishing up at school. So people were talking about coming home. Even during exams, it's a lot more lenient. So people were coming home, visiting me, stuff mm. like that. And I was just like, wow, I'm not I'm not the odd one out. Everyone's going to be back in Toronto right. and I'm not right. going to be that kid that's stuck in Toronto, yeah. even mm-hmm. though she's not, um, and she's not at school. So uh, winter break rolled around, had a good time, but wasn't still wasn't 100%, anything like that. Uh, and then New Year's went by, and then I think it was about a week until school started, and mm-hmm. I just wasn't at the level that I needed to be at to go back. In terms of physical, mental, both? Oh, yeah, I'd say I'd say both. I mean, there was definitely... I mean, obviously, there was the physical side of the just... I would have some bad days. And then the mental side of just incredible nerves about not being able to do it and not being able to kind of succeed in school. Fear failure. Exactly. Like, I didn't... I don't accept doing things, like to their not fullest not to their fullest potential so I don't know there was just all this and also there was kind of a pressure from my parents because not it's not like they were like you have to move out you can't right. stay for another semester but they wanted me to go back they wanted me to be healthy right yeah, and from the semester that I'd already gone through they didn't want me to see anything different like that mm. and and from the moment that I came home in first semester we it, the plan was always to go back in January. It wasn't even a question because why would I ever take more than four months to get better from something like that? Longer. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's like four days left, three days left, two days left, and I wake up, have an awful stomach day, and I start crying to my mom, and I go, I can't do this. Like, this is not... I can't go back and take six courses. It's yeah. going to be so demanding. How am I supposed to go and cook for myself all the time? And I'm already, I'm still so weak. I'm not, I'm, I fake it, not necessarily fake it, but I have good moments, but those good moments are a very small portion of the mm. total of, course, of my yeah. life. So then I had to make another decision to not go back to in-class courses. Right. And I mean, it was also, I saw you leave and I was just like, wow, I literally can't believe I'm still still mm-hmm. stuck here mm-hmm. but my plan was to take online courses and go back as soon as right. I could yeah. right mm-hmm. so that was also the plan but then it was almost like I would take three steps forward five steps back every time I was so close to leaving something else would hit me and I would just right. get too sick again or something would happen so or what, what kept you motivated um I mean I guess because I knew I wasn't, I, I mean, I still was at an area of awareness. I knew what was going on with me, and I knew that kind of it was all part of the process, not everything going completely to plan. And also there was Hillary telling me, you know, you're not you're not unusual for taking this long to recover. Like, it's not... It's okay. Yeah, you're not, you're not the first patient I've ever had that didn't do so well so fast so I was just I wasn't reassurance exactly and I just I don't know I had my food blog I had everything like that I also started taking courses which honestly felt get your feet away from me (laughs) I also taking my courses which 
kind of got me back into the school mood and honestly nothing felt greater than taking school courses again which sounds so weird but like i i've loved school yeah honestly i am a nerd and i accept it (laughs) but just like using my brain again like i was so used to just like i can't even tell you how many netflix series i watched like i i made my way through netflix there was not much left on there for for me to watch so and i just wasn't using my brain and yeah i was writing stuff on my blog and posting pictures on Instagram, but that's not exactly, like... You want to learn. Exactly. I wanted to learn new things, and, yeah, so school was... I really enjoyed taking online courses, but I still wasn't really where I wanted to be. I mean, I would go and visit for the weekend at Queen's, and I'd come back 40 times worse, and my mom would just get so angry because... It would just take it. How could one weekend take it out of me so much? But it just would. Um, so came back, still doing my thing at home. I wasn't necessarily unhappy because I think social media also was helpful in that point where I could still stay in communication with people at school. So mm-hmm. I didn't even necessarily feel like I was really missing anything. And honestly, props to my friends when I did go they made it seem like nothing had happened since I'd left they were there was no discussion of like inside jokes or anything like that I just felt like I was you were there, back yeah. like when I was back at my house it didn't feel like I'd ever left or yeah. anything like that which is awesome. very awesome I, I didn't I was so nervous every time I went back that it was just going to be weird and it never mm-hmm. it never was um yeah I don't really I mean it was just very much a rocky road from that point I mean I'd go up and I'd go down and it was all kind of sort of in the right direction and one thing I did do is I kind of gained the perspective that everything bad that happened to me was happening to me for a reason so say I was trying out a new food that I had to cut out for the restrictive diet for SIBO and it went horribly I wouldn't necessarily I mean the first couple times I would get really upset but mm-hmm. the, later on, I was just, I learned, oh, okay, that means I'm so, like, I'm so glad that I've learned that this food doesn't agree with me because now I won't eat it for a while and I won't have to have that stomach ache. Like, I just, I took it kind of for, from that perspective that every time I, something bad happened, I was just learning something new right. um, and answering, mo- answering more and more questions, yeah. kind of. So, yeah, and I mean, and then the school year obviously ended on a really good note because I was able to kind of, go back and be there for a while and um, end it off kind of how it should have been the whole year. But, I mean, it felt like I was there the whole year when I was when I was there for the month that I was. So, right. I mean... And one yeah. thing that I said in, in my podcast, but, you know, I was grateful for what I'd been through, and that sounds like a, a weird thing to say. Yeah. But would, do you think you feel the same way, or...? I mean, I yeah, I think so. It's shown me a crazy... Um, passion of mine now like I am so passionate about kind of health and wellness I mean mine yours obviously is more on the mental health side Mm -hmm. mine's more on the physical health side I mean I'm still very passionate about yeah (laughs) I'm still obviously passionate about mental health because a lot of mental health struggles did come with physical health struggles Mm -hmm. but I mean just seeing kind of the other side of medicine besides practical doctors and nurses and surgery and medication, how there's other ways to be cured and there's other ways to be healthy and you don't need 
to take strong drugs or you don't need to do this, do that to get healthy. There's right. this whole other world behind it. And I just find that so interesting and I'm so passionate about it. And the fact that no one knows about it and it's just looking at what happened to me, if that could be avoidable to anyone else, mm-hmm. uh, that's just, I, I don't know. The fact that I have this knowledge now, I just want to use it and I want right. to, I want to kind of, surround my life around that if I can I mean and so something something positive came out exactly definitely I mean I gained I gained a passion and I gained a new perspective on life because honestly until I mean yes I I would say really kind of started in first year but until then I had a pretty picture perfect life you know and I don't want to sound annoying or anything but I had very healthy family life I was always active Mm. I mean so happy I mean obviously friends fight but I didn't have any serious friend issues I always did really well in school so just there I know there was there was no element to my life I didn't understand it sounds so I can't it sounds so awful now but I didn't understand depression like I didn't understand how people could be not even that just suffering no yeah I didn't I didn't understand any form of mental health struggle because I didn't understand how people could have anything to struggle with, you know? Mm, like, it was yeah. just, I was living this life that was so happy, so I I didn't know that life could be not that, I guess. It could be sad. Exactly, and then when you go through those more sad moments, you you understand how great it is to feel to feel happy i and guess you're, and you're so grateful yeah. for those moments no you know? i think so i mean i i don't know if i'd necessarily say i wouldn't trade the past year of my life for anything because i mean i i would have loved to be at school but i the year wasn't for nothing i i learned so much and it honestly transformed me as a person i'm a com- completely different person now than i mm-hmm. was then i've gained so many life skills from it I've just gained so much insight now I just feel like more of a well-rounded person now I'm more I I just I have a bigger gauge on the world and what it is actually about I guess right. you know like and and your attitude towards bad things yeah you know instead of saying oh why is this happening to me you say oh well you're gonna learn something from life. it yeah and why don't I look at this as you said, from a positive yeah. perspective, what can I learn? And what can I do with this knowledge that I have? Yeah, you know? exactly. So that's the plan. I don't know where or when I'm going to use all this stuff that's in my brain, but definitely want to. I know. Well, I'm working on a bank right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're both are, so it's fine. This podcast is produced in collaboration with CFRC.ca in Kingston, Ontario. CFRC is located on traditional Anishinaabe and Haudenosaunee territory. Infrastructure support for the CFRC podcast project is provided by the Queen's University Faculty of Engineering and Applied Science. For more information or to get involved in podcasting, visit podcasts.cfrc.ca.